Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, October the 10th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to dig into five silent stressors that might be holding you back from living a healthier and happier life. But before I jump into that... This podcast is brought to you by, drumroll please, you already know, my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day. If you guys have never heard me talk about it, it's the best tasting greens on the planet, 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes in there. If you struggle to eat enough veggies, which even I do, that is the reason you throw this into your life. You can't just eat shit and think this is going to solve all your problems, but it will help cover the gaps in the things you're missing through your normal diet. Right now, if you guys want to check it out, we'll give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. And if you're really on the fence and you're not sure you want to check it out, hit me up, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the website, email here, however you, I mean, shit, throw a message in a bottle, throw it down the salt river. We'll find it. And we will send you guys a free pack of athletic greens to try and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. That's how much I personally believe in it. Again, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for the year supply of D and five free travel packs, or hit us up and we'll give you guys a sample pack for free. Also, the podcast brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. I take the dream product every single night to go to sleep. Well, almost every single night, probably five or six nights a week. Sometimes on the weekends, I like to live a little dangerous and stay up till maybe 9 or 10 p.m. Otherwise, I take it. It helps me fall asleep. I wake up. I'm not groggy. There's no THC in it. They do have that natural CBD in there. It's not habit-forming. If you guys want to check it out, the site, beamtlc.com, the code Jeremy Scott can get you guys hooked up with 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. Or again, hit us up, and we'll have Monica send you a pack of the Dream right to your front door. You guys can try it, see if it helps you sleep, and then get hooked up with all the discounts from there. Our other sponsors of the podcast, joyshotsauce.com. The code is Jeremy25 for 25% off to literally light your mouth on fire. And if you're one of those people, maybe your butthole too, because that's what hot sauce does. That's why I don't personally take it. It's just too much for me. Also, my homies at JLab Pro. This is where we get all our protein, turmeric, collagen, krill oils, jeremyscuffinness.jlabpro.com. We always have a discount code on the protein and the collagen. And probably, I mean, six or seven times a year, he does a huge store-wide sale. So if you guys want to check it out, hit me up. Uh, I can send you our free supplement guide as well. And then our most recent sponsor of the podcast are people over at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. If you guys don't drink bone broth or know what the hell I'm talking about, it's not just like your chicken stock. It's actual legit bone broth. These things can help with your digestion, your gut health. They do say skin, hair, nail support, which we all need, uh, joint mobility, even uh, better sleep. Uh, some of the research is out there showing that. And again, these guys don't put additives, preservatives, no antibiotics, no hormones, no artificial colors, basically no fake shit. It's as real as it gets. I personally think it's the best tasting uh, bone broth. If you guys want to check it out, we can send you the link. Otherwise, if you're on the site, the, the code SCOTT20 will get you guys 20% off. Uh, Heather actually got us hooked up with them, and she drinks way more of it uh, than even I do, and they have way more uh, than just bone broth at this point. Yeah, they have soups now. They have a chili, a, a beef chili with beans. They have a curry coconut uh, ch- soup. They have a chicken noodle bone broth. So 
They do make bone broth soups, which I'm loving as well. If you're too lazy like me sometimes and don't want to, you know, deal with the crock pot or, um, you know, just making it on the stove, it's just a quick way and it's quality bone broth, nutritional, um, just a great brand that we've bought for years and I'm just excited to partner with them. So yeah, again, they they really do kind of hold themselves to the strictest standards in terms of uh, the bone broth that they put together. It's obviously from cattle and chicken that's, you know, humanely raised. There's no antibiotics, no hormones. It's 100% grass-fed and grass-finished, which a lot of people, I don't think, know the difference. A lot of times these companies can sell things that'll say it's grass-fed, but then they finish it with grains. Now, for some of you guys, you don't give a shit, but for those of you who do, just be leery. It's kind of like how, I think this is still the case with uh, trans fats. Oftentimes, they can say it's like zero trans fat in something if it's under 0.5 grams per serving. Now, somebody can fact-check me if that information is not up-to-date. That's how it used to be. Uh, in terms of how I learned it, um, I'm assuming it's still probably the same. So they can sneak some of those things in on you. And it's the same thing with the grass-fed, grass-finished, where this animal could have ate grass. And then at the end, they're just pumping them with corn and a bunch of other uh, bullshit and then giving Chemicals. it to you. Yeah. So again, uh, these guys do not do that. And that's why uh, we've hooked up with them. Again, it's uh, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. If you guys need the link, we'll send it to you. And again, if you're on the site, just put in the, the code SCOTT20 and get you 20% off and they'll ship it right to your front door. And you guys are in business. So that is it. So we are talking about stressors. Silent stressors. Silent stressors. Is that kind of like a silent fart? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is worse, like a real fart or a silent fart? Jeremy, God. <laughs> Heather um, can't handle when you talk about farting. She starts to laugh, and it's really strange. And that's where we're at today. Now you just distracted me. So, um, so I need yeah, to refocus. That's where we're at. I do think silent farts are worse than the loud ones because at least they're loud, <laughs> like you know they're coming. But the silent ones tend to be a little bit more deadly. Yeah, a little bit warmer. And a little bit stinkier. And I'm not a fan of either of those things. It's like when you're on an airplane, you don't hear anybody. You just go, like, you don't hear it. But, like, when you're there, you s- all of a sudden you smell it just seep out that of some, some guy's chair. And it just circulates in the airplane. And well, you're always, like, how long is this going to last? Well, I've always said you're stuck in a giant fart tube for four hours just breathing in people's farts. Like, it's the most disgusting thing ever. They say they recirculate the air. I guess now the masks help with that. No. I, it doesn't block the smell. I promise you that. Uh, so here's where we are. But yes, we're talking about uh, silent stressors today um, on the podcast. Now, we took a couple pieces from uh, an article from Precision Nutrition put out, uh, Krista Scott Dixon and uh, Alyssa Bowman. They did one, um, Invisible Stressors, basically just talking about are these things sucking you know, the life out of your health? And the way that I think about it is... Is it just sucking not only the light, the happiness uh, out of your life? And four of these are going to be things that you maybe know, but don't really think about as they kind of just, again, silently kind of just slip into your life. The fifth one uh, is probably more transparent, but it's silent in a different reason where we don't really talk about it publicly with a lot of people. And then obviously head on with a lot of couples. I think there's a lack of communication and that's, just want to kind of dig into these today. Uh, we've all suffered from these um, to various degrees at some point. I think everybody does. And then eventually you you find a way to filter 
certain things out of your life, hopefully to make you not feel like shit. But oftentimes people don't audit what's making them feel the way they feel day to day. And a lot of times it's just, you get caught up. I say this a lot, you know, you get so busy working in your life, you don't get a chance to step back and work on your life. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think it was a really good article. If you want to look it up, it goes into great detail, just bringing awareness to these silent stressors versus everyone typically knows the regular daily stressors in your life. When it comes to if you're a parent and you have kids or if your work is demanding or you maybe are suffering from, you know, a breakup or a family drama, something like that where this article focuses on the ones that you might not be aware of that could be really impacting your stress on a different level. Yeah, and some stress is good, obviously. You need to have it in your life. It creates growth. Propels Uh, you forward. Without any stress, without any challenge, you just become like this soft, like, you know, shit version of yourself, for lack of a a better term. There's, There's no growth there. There's no movement forward. And it's just kind of like inflammation. When people say, well, inflammation is bad. I'm like, well, you need some inflammation in your body. Otherwise, if you got sick, right. you literally would drop dead. We're talking about chronic inflammation or chronic, you know, silent stress, stress that's in your life that's making you, it just changes you over time. And obviously being an adult, just some of it comes with the territory, man. It, you know, we're not 14 anymore. We got to deal with some real shit. But a lot of these things we don't have to deal with them or consume them and have them in our life to the degree that they're currently in. Um, And I do think it comes with, you know, just our culture in America specifically. I have been to a lot of other places. Uh, I love it here. I I think this is the best place on earth, but we do do a lot of things wrong in my opinion, or we could do a lot of things better. And this is a land of opportunity. You have the most opportunity here of anywhere I've ever been hands down. Uh, where a dude like me who, who didn't have any money or do anything could start a business, you know, from a fart in his brain and it could come out to the truth. Like this becomes real life. Like all the shit that's happening here is cause I had an idea about it or I talked with a buddy about it or I saw somebody else do a version of it. I'm like, Oh, well, let's try that. And that doesn't exist a lot of places. And that is the benefit of being here in America, but it's also hyper competitive and now with the internet, which is great, which is a lot just of us technology to, in general, it just, you can't keep up with it. No. And it's, it's allowed us to do things without it. You guys wouldn't hear us, mm-hmm. which is amazing. If this, there's definitely pros and cons. Yeah. But with that becomes this competition, this global competition with each other for everybody's attention, for everybody's eyeballs, for everybody's dollars, for everybody's How to be more sh- efficient and it's to the point of where it can really stress you out like crazy, where you have to kind of find, we've talked about work-life balance before, like we were just in San Diego to take some days and it still worked every day I was there, just not at the same pace I would if I was here, which is important too, right. obviously. That's why we go there because we do, I do love it. It's very relaxing. Uh, it doesn't it's our, one of our happy places for sure. It doesn't suck for sure. And somebody asks like, would you live there? And I'm like, oh no, bro. The taxes are a lot. I could, we could live there. It's just we don't want to pay the taxes. <laughs> well, I think that would take away from... Our quality of life. And free time and, mm-hmm. and happiness. And, and I, being able to go other places. And that's what someone asked me. Like, when we were at dinner, we met some friends out for dinner. Where were we at? Encinitas? We were, yeah, Cardiff. So we met some friends out for dinner, and they live there, obviously, and they pay 
like 20 times what we pay in Texas here. And this is not an episode about that. But I was just like, holy shit, dude. And they used to live here. That's why I bring it up. And they sold their place, which is now like worth like three times like what they sold before or whatever. And they were basically our neighbors, like living in the same mm-hmm. kind of hood. And just sitting there talking, they're like, you know, would you guys ever move? And it's not about money. Um, if I, if I want to be somewhere, like I'll, I'll work hard enough and I'll pay for it. Like I have no problem doing that. But it's the people, like for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of life where if you're just – you're, and again, I don't know everybody's situation. If you're stuck somewhere and your life is just, you know, work and exercise and you have some free time, but you don't have any friends around, that would be stressful to me over your time. Your community can really make or break your overall health and happiness. If you don't have one or if it's, you know, causing you stress. A toxic one, Again, for it's sure. just who you surround yourself with on a consistent basis. And you need to, like, be aware of that and reevaluate it if it's working for you or if it's not and you need to find a better community. It would be really hard for me to leave our community that we've built over the years through the gym, through my work, through just our friends that we've had moved here over the years or even the friend, I, I love living here because so many people visit, so many family members, so many friends. It's just a great place to, to be. What's well, a vacation destination? Like I now, get right? to see my next, my one of my oldest college friends. She comes into town. Two of them are coming in the next couple weeks. So it's like, it's just great that I can see them on a pretty much a regular basis every year. Well, yeah, that's the benefit of being mm-hmm. in a place where a we've created vacation. We've created a community of awesome people, and you're going to attract people like you. And I don't mean exactly the same, but I mean they have the same characteristics. Like they're good people, they value similar things. We all kind of have the same, you know, beliefs. We want to, you know, just be awesome humans together, and we kind of raise each other up. And then obviously, a place where people do vacation, like we meet so many of you guys who do listen to this, who stop by here all the time now. Which is super cool. If you guys are ever around, obviously feel free to message us and uh, and come by if we're open and we have uh, groups running. Unless you're like a creep, then don't do it. Uh, but the rest of you, like, I'm happy to do it. We met, I met a couple people this week. Uh, a girl from Minnesota. She actually brought me a sweet hat here. Uh, oh, that was so nice of her. There's a young couple here yesterday from... North Carolina. Yeah, they're 12. Um, no, they're 25 years old. I feel so fucking old. I know. There. I felt really old. <laughs> uh, I always ask because I can't. I, I mean, I know. I, I could tell they were younger than oh, us dude. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Her and the dude's face. He looked like he was they're 14. They're really nice people. Um, but that's super cool. So that's what for us. Like that's something that I would as I get older, I would miss for sure. And it goes back to technology. I mean, that's the, one of the greatest positives that the outcome of being able to be connected in having that access because without it without social media we wouldn't be able to reach as many people and connect with so many other people no not just you know we have the in-person business but the online business is what i'm referring to yeah well 99 percent of the people who are listening to this right now in their car or when they're walking their dog or they're on a treadmill you wouldn't listen to this well even in our 28 day coaching group that we have running on running right now we have people from all over the world and I just that's one of my favorite things is to find out where everyone's from because it just still blows my mind it's just so cool it is and that's kind of a segue into the first one uh, of the silent stressors would be 
the inundation and information overload and our failure is you know individuals to kind of filter it and like we said like the technology i can never talk shit about it it's like a gift and a curse yeah it's not my personality type uh to do this whether you guys understand that or believe it or not um like my close friends because we kind of joke about it uh, in like a very, if you watch Parks and Recs, like Ron Swanson kind of way, like they're like, when is the day you're just going to disappear? Like from everything and just like <laughs> be gone. And at this point, like that is like who I am, but I think I would miss, I would miss the people I work out with, obviously, and the people here and right. our fr- and friends and stuff. Um, so would I. But I feel almost guilty now if I was to do that because it's like I do enjoy sharing information. When you, there was some guy today, oh my God, look at my Instagram story. Um, there's a guy today doing a workout that I did with, um, the plates that had been a couple of days ago and I'm doing plate, uh, overhead reverse lunges and he has his location on there, but where is that guy from? Like, I know I'm going to butcher it if I try to say it like he has Nicaragua. Little, yeah. So there's some guy in Nicaragua today doing a workout that we created here. Like it's the kind of crazy shit like that where it's like, it's pretty badass mm-hmm. that that exists. And I feel almost guilty now if I was to go full around Swanson in a log cabin and just disappear and not try to deliver content to a lot of the people. Because a lot of you will, will wait for the Sunday events, Metcons, obviously all the people we do coach, and obviously you guys who listen to the podcast, which this is all just free stuff. So I guess I would uh, miss that. But it is definitely not – a lot of the things I, ha- I do dislike about it and I hate about it, Same. but there's so many positives and that's, I try to always just focus on that because it's, it's truly fulfilling when you feel like you can make an impact in someone's life. And just by not even realizing that you're helping people live a healthier, happier life. And that's what keeps us going. And we'll talk about it more later in this episode, but that's just everything to us. And that will always be one of the main goals as to why we even have this business and why we're here on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and it's I her and I were talking before we're actually uh harassing each other and Heather threatened to walk out and leave. And I'm like Well you're making me mad. Heather has a process different than mine. Um, and he was like distracting me and I'm like trying to figure out what we're talking about and I basically say inappropriate things the whole time she's trying to prepare. Because <laughs> I'm bored, I'm ready to go. And uh because I don't want this to be a job. Yeah. That's the last thing I want. Like, because, here's the reality. This thing has to, it's a business. It has to run. I was dealing with shit for like three hours this morning. That's like zero fun to me. I just, the, the stuff that actually makes it go around, I hate doing that. Um, but it's important. So I'll always get it done. These are the things where, yes, this makes money and this is part of our business, but I want it to just be us talking shit to you guys. Like we're in, a, we're all hanging out at our house or on a fire. Having a barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Drinking a beer. And we would talk about the same things. Like that's kind of how I operate. And that's the beauty of this. But with the technology comes with like so much information. Overabundance of information. And it is so overwhelming. And for me, I do it the way that I do it, which I've, I believe I've mastered it the best I can. But for someone like you who has, you know, work emails and yes. I've never like, first of all, I don't do when people are like, I just got a guy messaging me about the podcast the other day. And I think if he's, he's an airline pilot, we'll probably get him in here when he flies into uh, Phoenix. 
but I don't do the Zoom shit. Yeah, I don't, don't. do my, I don't do Microsoft Teams. Never. I don't and do it's FaceTime. Like, gosh, to not have it's been challenging the past year. Again, I'm grateful for my job, but it's been so much electronic information overload, constantly video calls, chat, chat messages, emails on top of just, I try, I have to be better about prioritizing my social media and, and just with the JSF because it is so much, so much of being on the internet and for both my job and then helping with JSF is just, it's so consuming. You live in a screen. And it's draining. It's so draining. So imagine like you're the average person probably listening to this. Your job has emails. It has video calls. It has all the chat stuff. And then on top of that, like your Instagram, your Facebook, your YouTube, your TikTok, your Twitter, uh, Netflix, Amazon, you basically live on a screen. And there's a guy, um, computer scientist, his name is uh, Cal Newport. He popularized and said, you know, the information itself isn't the problem. The real problem is like we fail uh, to filter out the junk. And that's the biggest key here is that we just are bombarded with stuff 24-7, 365. And I don't know if you want to talk about how you filter it. I can go through Mm -hmm. like how I do it. Well, just for example, for Instagram, because that's mainly what I look at the most. Uh, Facebook, I tend to not really pay attention to the news feed anymore, other than my own family and maybe some close friends. But a lot of my friends really don't utilize Facebook that much anymore. And so my family for Facebook and our clients, I'll you know, try to support them if I'm friends with them and I see what they're posting. But it's a lot. Most of the time, I only go on Facebook for our when our online coaching groups are running, and those are private Facebook groups. And so I will post in there every day and support everybody in there as much as I can. But it's a lot, especially if I'm helping being coaching the program and also reviewing their nutrition logs. So that's a whole nother component. But for Instagram, because I'm on there the most, I really have gotten so I'm proud of myself for not watching stories all the time I'll only I have like a select amount of people friends and family that I'll look at stories but I've, I still I still get wrapped in at times but I've gotten a lot better to stories and I, don't I get anyone stories. that's negative or super political or just crazy I've I just don't pay attention because I can't it's too much do you delete them I need to go through and delete more people, but uh, honestly, I just I tend to just focus on my my people, the people that I care about. Yeah, I would say if you're or if for a business, like someone that I admire that that's inspirational to me or motivating for fitness, health. If I can learn something from them, those are the people I'll pay attention to. Well, I was gonna say like the one thing that is cool is that the. And it's obviously changed a lot over the years, but the algorithms now they they'll feed you what you search for. Mm-hmm. They'll feed you what you dig into. So if you want to just look at rainbows and kitty cats and puppies, like that's what they're mm-hmm. going to feed you. If your stuff is full of you know political bullshit 
and things that are making you feel bad is because you're clicking on those things and you are actively kind of searching them out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would tell you. If it's giving you anxiety and making you feel bad, stop doing it. As, as overly simplistic as that is, I just can't imagine like watching something repeatedly that made me feel like garbage. Yeah, and I don't watch mainstream news. I get my news from... Where do you get pod- your news, Heather? I Well, I really do like the Breaking Points podcast. Crystal and Sager. Mm-hmm. That is good. So, And then I do like Smart, Smart Her News. She's on Instagram. She does great updates, overviews of news, but she's never negative and never political, and she's just great at being in the middle and showing both sides of stories, so I appreciate that. What's the other one you sent me? It's just like a they just do like bullet points. The Jerry News or whatever. Yeah, Jerry News just kind of gives you like. But it does. There's no opinion though. Yeah, it's basically just like a breaking news. What's happened? Like a breaking news. But they don't take a stance. Caption. Like it's that, usually just kind of a caption of a breaking news topic. That's what the news is though. Yeah, yeah. Like I wish that people would understand like that's what the news is. This person who's like a personality, and I'm not judging anybody. You watch what you want. You're just reporting what's there. Mm-hmm. I don't. Your opinion does not matter. Like we should just report what is right. I in used front to of read us. a lot more of you know Wall Street Journal or New York Times, and now I'm realizing, hmm, I need overviews of all different sides and opinions, and then I'll make my own judgments. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think if you're if you're a person, sources, <laughs> you're a person who sits at work all day on a screen. The last thing you need to do yeah. is stare at a screen at home. That's why I love listening to a podcast news topic, like uh, of content, news content, uh, breaking points, because it's just great. I can pop in my AirPods, go for a walk, get a quick update on what's happening on in the world and certain important topics that I care about. So, I do think for a lot of people, the stress comes from, A, it makes you, it gives people anxiety, for one. Um it can wear you down. It's just so negative all the time. Mentally draining. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's making you feel bad about or your fearful. life. Or that FOMO shit. Like you have the fear of missing out. Oh, my fr- all, my fr- all my friends are doing this. This is not true. All my friends are... No, they're not. Everybody else is... No, they're not. But when you look at that and everything's you know, a highlight reel and people are winning, it can make you feel like you suck and you're probably not doing enough. But you have, again, we're all grown adults who are listening to this. You have to know that's not real, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit and like, you know, share every negative, you know, shitstorm that comes into my life on all the platforms all day. But I try to be as open and truthful here as I can. Like some days I have good days, some days I have bad days. Some days I'm motivated to work out and come to work. And some days I really don't feel like doing shit. But I just, I get up consistently and I just kind of do the best I can with where I'm at that day. And that's what real life is. Real life is, again, if for us it's, we game Instagram a little bit, but I'm like, this is really the shape I'm in and this is really me doing exercise. Like, this is what we do. But I would, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys it's super easy to do. It's not super easy to eat right every day. It's not super easy, like, to exercise all the time. It's not super easy to always make the responsible financial choice. It's sometimes a pain in the ass. And that's what I I wish a lot more of the things that were out there were more transparent like that. And so if you can find the people that will keep it more real with you and just that 
kind of aligns with not, you know, just your thought process, but does it make you feel a certain way negatively? I think that's one of the biggest keys. Yeah. And then if you can set some time aside and be like, hey, here's like anything else in your life. If it's important to you, you'll manage it. If it's not important to you, you'll just kind of go about your day. Like if eating right matters to you guys, you're going to probably take some time mapping out the food you're going to buy at the grocery store. You're probably going to take some time to plan your meals. You're probably going to track your macros and at least be educated. If you don't give a shit about it, you won't. It's the same thing with your social media like and all the information that we're inundated with. Do you know how many hours a week you spend watching Netflix? If you have no idea and you find yourself sitting on the couch every night, the scary thing is, is if you start to add it up, it'll probably be a lot more than you really want to be doing, especially if there's other areas in your life that you want to improve. Or what is your screen time a day? If your screen time is five hours per day, that's not work-related, that's a lot. Yeah. And I think people, without being mindful of it and seeing it, they tend to kind of just go down this rabbit hole of watching. Well, it's addiction. Yeah. Well, it's like a dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch, what's the uh, the movie? The Netflix one, Social Dilemma. Yeah. Like how it kind of wraps people into it. So the easiest thing is if you can set some parameters around it, like I'm only going to use social media and these windows for these things. Like this is how I do it. Uh, For messages, I spend about an hour a day going through all the messages we get on social. I think (sighs) just the, the question, are you putting enough time and energy toward what you value? If you ex, if you answer that for yourself and find out what that means to you, that can help you do a filter and if, on what you're focusing on daily. Yeah. And if one of the easiest ways for you guys to, you know, have more communication, like more face-to-face communication with your kids or with your partner or to exercise more, to do more mobility or to balance, you know, your budget, if that meant you didn't watch as many shirtless meathead idiots like me on Instagram, uh, that would be a good thing to cut out of your life to really make your life better. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is start living your life instead of watching everybody else's. Because I never understood that. It's It's a weird... And I I mean, I'm guilty of it too, where you get caught up with, yeah, watching someone else's life and your life is going by every minute. (laughs) Like if it it helps you, I'm all for it. Right. But how much time are you really giving to that? When you should be living your own life. Yeah. When it's mindless and mm-hmm. you just get sucked in and you're 46 videos in, you're like, oh man, I just spent the last 42 minutes doing something. So the other takeaway I would say is I post stuff, I run away, I don't go back and check it until that's my allotted time. I'll go through the messages for an hour. And I also, I don't do it before I go to sleep. I put my phone in a different room. I lay down and go. In the morning, I do get up and check emails just so I can get rid of them so I don't have anxiety throughout the day. But I don't really go on the apps unless we're doing stuff here with people. Yeah, uh, I have to remind him if it's like a family member's birthday. Hey, maybe like you got to wish so-and-so a happy birthday on Facebook because he doesn't use it just for pleasure. He uses it for business. So I think our family members still sometimes forget that if they're posting things in if they pay attention and you're not commenting or liking, it's because you strictly are just using it for business purposes and not really paying attention to what everyone else is posting. Because if I didn't do that, it would suck me in like everyone else. I know. And I would feel... It's so hard. Like so I, I try to manage that for both of us. So yeah. I'm like, 
for your family members, my family members, and friends or clients? I just try to stay on top of that. But again, it's very overwhelming for me too. Yeah. So the key, set some, some boundaries and limits. Don't consume things that make you feel like shit over time. You know, unfollow or block people that make you feel a certain way or are negative in your life because you don't, you don't have to have that negative space. Why would you let something like you're in your own home? Let something negatively infiltrate your mind and your heart and your spirit because you're watching it on a fucking screen. That's crazy to me. And also, if you're with your partner or your kids or however you guys manage that, if it's with a partner like Heather and I, and when you're watching something on TV or you're there together, don't be on your phone when you're there. Like, I'm going to just put you on blast for a second because that's what I do here. We're watching the new Chappelle um, series on Netflix the other night. And Heather was like returning messages to people like during parts of it. And then I would pause it and I'm like, just be here. I know. Just be here. And I was really enjoying it and I was laughing. But then I was like, oh, I probably should just use this time to return some DMs and questions or whatever I was even doing. I don't even remember. But I was distracted and not being present on a Friday night with my husband. So it's like it's just constantly holding each other accountable and also just holding yourself accountable. And that's like, and again, you need escapism, but it's like when you're watching a screen, but then you're typing on a screen while another screen is playing, it's like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And one of our favorite things, honestly, is when we just go outside our house, because now it's not 200 degrees here anymore. And just, we just have a fire outside. Like, I don't even need music. Like Heather, Which I love my music. Yeah. I'd rather have it just be nothing. And I just listen to the fire and then her and I can just sit there and talk. And I would prefer that over, oh, hey, what are we, what, what game is on TV? Or can I, you know, what YouTube video can we watch? It's those little things. And for we should me, have a fire tonight. Is it cold enough? It will be. Uh, it's like sunset. I think so. I'm down for that. Because that's, to me, like, that's, we can actually sit there and talk. And I have some of my best ideas when there's no noise, no stimulus, no things around. So just keep that in mind. Um, which leads me to number two. Toxic positivity for you guys. Um do you want me to dig into this one? It's basically the example is when you constantly hear, you can find a sil- silver lining, just stay positive. Everything happens for a reason. It's like overly positive, but not really realistic. And you're basically when it's not authentic, positivity can actually intensify the stress we experience. Yeah. And I... Like everything's fine. No, no big deal. Everything I will f- work out. Uh, for well, not, it, not in the real world. <laughs> um, no, sometimes... Things won't work out. <laughs> not unless and you... And you have to learn from them. Not unless you make them work out. And sometimes things just suck, dude. Or some things are just out of your control. Like COVID, 2020, that whole nonsense. That was a the huge pa- learning for The me. pandemic. It just... Oh, and again... Hi- for everybody, obviously. Hindsight. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's in the past. That's... If that bothers anybody feel free to be fucking bothered by it. Um, that shit's done. Like we're at football games with a hundred thousand people. Like this is, it's a thing that's here. We have to navigate it the best we can, but we have to live our life. That's just where we're at. Be healthy, do all the things you have to do. That's cool. Um, but that sucked. Like it was the worst. And I can look at it now being past the, the shit part of it and be positive. And I can, and I will always speak about it positively with people. You know what? Because of it, we started X, Y, and Z, 
And because of it, we're now doing A, B, and C. I let some dead weight go. I picked up some new skills. And so I'm making the most of it moving forward. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know what? It wasn't that What's bad. What's done is done. No. It's the past. But, but yeah, it, I was reflecting on it actually this morning when I was doing my guided meditation and how I was thinking about this past year and a half and just it's actually a blessing. It helped me realize some things I needed to change. I needed to grow. And it just kind of was a good wake up call for me. And, and just, I'm trying to spin it in a positive way. It was hard as hell, but, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know it what? It made me stronger. <laughs> I wouldn't come. We, and I wouldn't come home every day and be like, you know what? I'm having a great day. I would come home and be like, I fucking hate this shit. Like, I can't stand this. I don't want to do this. Like, it just I had a wasn't, lot of breakdowns. <laughs> it wasn't fun, dude. And I think that's one of the things, if you're that person, and I'm pretty, I don't like to complain. I'm like more the old school dude who just like takes all the problems and I just swallow them. And then when I'm like 60, they're going to blow up and I'm going to go crazy or something. Um, so I try not to say things. Although I'll be open with you when I got a problem most of the time. You do this other thing where I'm like, Heather, what's going on? I'm okay. I'm like, oh, here we go, dude. Like, here, and then, I'm like, okay. tears well up the, in I'm my o- eyes. The, I'm okay. <laughs> and I got to ask like seven times. And the seventh time, it's like, well, this is this. I'm like, okay, why don't we just do that the first time? Because I could tell something was wrong, but you wanted to give me the okay. You are the toxic, positive person sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. Is it because we don't want to talk about it? Or, or I th- think it will just pass. But what they were saying in the article is toxic positivity, however, generally leads to stagnation. You're not moving through challenges with courage and vulnerability. Rather, you're getting stuck with saying everything's okay. I don't have to deal with that because it's not a problem, I swear. Well, what it can lead to, though, and I'll say this, when you kind of suppress all these things over time, which I've been guilty of, too, for sure. Um, And some things I think you can just swallow and move forward and some things obviously you can't you you need to talk about them I think that's healthy I'm obviously not a counselor I'm just an idiot in a warehouse but that's been my experience where if you just talk things through sometimes through multiple scenarios um, you tend to find a better solution when you have more level heads than just your own because if you live inside your own head it's for me at least it's not a great place to be sometimes I can drive myself crazy because I'll 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 research every scenario, I'll look at every aspect, and I'll do it over and over and over and over, and it, it's, it can wear you out, and those things, even if you try to hide them, and I'm sure parents have this like to some crazy-ass degree, it'll leak out in certain ways, like whether it is, you know, your physiology will change, how tense your muscles get, and then for some people, it can lead to, you know, drinking booze, doing drugs, it'll come out in other Getting ways. just explosive rage when it, you can't find your keys. Been there. <laughs> well, you don't do it with the keys, though. You're more like, Jeremy, why don't you pick up this dish? And then you're mad about this dish. And I'm like, are you really mad about this one dish right now? Like, what are we doing? Like, why can't you just put it in the dishwasher? <sighs> and I'm like, okay. So what? I'm like, what is it? Because here's the thing. We do that, though, to the people closest Muscle to Muscle tension, it. for sure. That's why I have to get go to movement restoration. Get and, massages. And it's so painful. But if you think about it, though, like when you are stressed at your desk, at your job, 
you're not in this relaxed stance. No. Just when you're going to argue with me. You're tense. Yeah. Like, we have our fighting stance. Like, not like physical fighting, but we're like, we, we stand up. Mm-hmm. We move around. Your posture. Your hands on your mm-hmm. hips. That changes. And so, what I'm saying to you is, if you're a person who, you just can't ignore the problems. Like, sometimes you got some shit to deal with. You just really do. And I'm not saying, you know, positive thinking isn't great, but... The affirmation stuff only goes so long. And I always use the example, like, you know, if you have weeds in your backyard or in your, you're in the Midwest, it's about to start snowing like crazy. You can't just be like, there's no snow, there's no snow. No, dude, there's snow. You got to get a snowblower or a shovel out and you got to get rid of it. That's the same way I kind of think about problems. Like, you just have to really look at them head on and deal with them. And you can't always just try to gloss over it or mask some bullshit fake positivity when you're really feeling like shit inside yeah this is really good there's a lot of good content in here it's really long (laughs) it's a lot i'll link um i'll link the stuff in the show notes if you guys want to uh just check it out we're obviously going off the cuff here and a lot of shit too uh and talking uh another uh big stressor and again this is probably personality type though too Um, they listed it as like your neighbor's leaf blower. And to me, it's just the stimulus. It's a lot for me, uh, certain places. If I'm in the, in the right mood and I'm prepared for it and I do things, you know, pre and post, I can do most things if I enjoy it. And I use like they, they wrote obviously your neighbor's leaf blower and then things like just the sounds and noises like, Lawn equipment, car alarms, barking dogs, things that are going on that are basically just annoying as shit. That can trigger like this whole body-wide, you know, stress response that you're having. We went to the Vikings game a yes. couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was cool with it. It was great. Now, getting there was a pain in the ass because you're stressed with traffic, people trying to figure out how to get places. You go in, and let's be real. Um, Social distancing is dead. And it's like sensory overload. And I was having anxiety walking through just the where the beverage, food and beverages. Well, because you walk into like... Concession stands. Yeah, you walk I, in like gate I, one, but you're at gate 28 I had to like seats. walk behind you and like hold on to you. Basically like full back running back. Yeah. I was basically making a see-through And I don't like big crowds either. Airports, malls, just it... It gives me anxiety. I, d- I don't like it. I like my space. <laughs> it's a lot. But um, so I was prepared for it that day. And I'm like, it was for something I really wanted to do. So I'm willing to gut through it and just like have fun. Oh, and then yeah. Once we get to our seats, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And if you can, <laughs> and if you can buy good seats, buy good seats because it makes all the Which difference. we typically in the past never, for an NFL game, bought great uh, seats. Well, in, well the pa- in the past, we were young kids who were broke as shit, so we had no money. And I'm going to say this, and this is nothing We had good do. seats when we were in Minneapolis for the Vikings game. Was a I a kid? I was 34 years, 5 years old. I know. I was so. a, grown-ass, a grown-ass man. And we got hooked up, though. I got those tickets from Oh, ben, that's from right. Ben. So Those were the first... That was like the first game that we had really good seats for an NFL game. Yeah, well, that we paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've we would, gotten hooked up for like college. Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl. We got dope tickets. What I'll say is this: um, this is really nothing to do with the podcast. When you are broke and you go to sports games, you have to sit sometimes in the upper, upper, upper deck. And it's been my experience because for most of my life, you guys, I've had no fucking money, and I'd have to scrape together like 
hey, let's go to the Seahawks game. And I bought some $38 tickets for us. And that was like a stretch because it's like, if you get a drink, you're over like 100 bucks. It's a lot of money for a broke-ass dude like me. And uh, I remember just being up there. It's like Seahawks Cardinals. And these dudes are shit-faced. And you basically have to be prepared to fight. You can't even pay attention to the game. No, because... And again, I'm not saying the people in the lower levels don't do that, but that's not it's been my experience. It's just so much easier to see. And as I'm older, I have a hard time seeing. So True. I need to be close. So if you can spend your money on experiences and you can afford to go to a game and you get a little better seats, it does make it uh, not as stressful. Uh, I'll put it's it that way. It's just a way better experience. And I, growing up, I didn't get to... I didn't get, we would go to games, but we never had great seats unless we got hooked up. So no. I appreciated it. It does make a difference for sure. But again, that comes down to, you know, the environments you guys can handle. But the, the point of this one is, is just, there's a lot of those things do tend to add up um, throughout the day and people don't really, you know, think of it depending on, you know, what you do for a living. Obviously even, we all have to have our space. Like the other morning, um, I was home. I'm basically only home like one morning a week, really. And when I when I say home, I'm like I'm there till, I don't know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock maybe. And Heather has these routines that I am not uh, privy to, or a part of in the house. Where privy. she, yeah. privy to. <laughs> what would you like me to say? That's a real word. I know. I haven't heard you say it before. I'm educated. This is this is a this is an educated podcast. I bring hillbillies like you on once in You're a while. You're so smart to talk, but you okay. Keep Pacific, going. Pacific Northwest hillbillies we bring on here. Oh, whatever. I'm from the Midwest, but dude. Very uh, Northwest. Very classy. Is where it's at. Very classy. <laughs> I used to go to. Anyways, what I was saying was Heather has these routines that I'm not normally part of, so she like meditates at home. Well, I, I'm like a normal human. I walk out to give the dog treats and she's meditating and like is all pissed off that I like walked out in our open space and I don't know what she's doing. I can't see her. So then I move and I'm like, when she asked me, will you put your shorts away? So I go into the other room to put my shorts away and apparently she's meditating in there and then goes into like kind of this whole like barge in. And no, like... slow down. Barge in. Quietly open the door. I don't even know anyone's in there. And I put some shorts and then I walk out. And then it becomes this whole huge thing. I'm like, what is going on here? Well, and I was like trying to get it in because I wanted to go up to the gym to get my workout in. And so I was rushed already. And I'm trying to be calm and relaxing. And then it just, from now on, I just have to have a dedicated space and let you know beforehand. Or just, Oops. yeah, or just tell me, hey, Jeremy, I'm going to be in here doing my weird. You know, which doctor rituals? What are you talking about? Whatever you do, what are you doing? So there? many people meditate. This morning, I did a guided meditation just from YouTube. You can YouTube guided meditations, and I did like a gratitude practice, and it's so helpful if you're someone like me that has a hard time just focusing and doing it on your own. Just having someone to listen to and walk you through it, it was great. So I highly suggest it. And again, obviously some people... It was only 15 minutes. I got some great, you know, yoga stretching in while I'm getting my gratitude. No, you, ha day. you have to have your process. Mm -hmm. And for some people, those in the environments that are chaotic, like energize them. Like they get jacked up by it. Usually extroverts. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does the opposite for me. It drains my, I call it life energy. And you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're the person who 
Again, not everything. Like extreme. Yeah, I can deal with a lot of stuff, but it's like that, you know, you're super sensitive to sensory and it makes you feel uncomfortable. You're overstimulated. Uh, there's just environments that you really can't handle. And it just, it makes you feel just run down or off. And like we talked about, what things can help you do that if you know your person. A, you have to know your personality type. And you might be married to somebody who's different than you or the same. But you have to communicate and have that conversation with them. And I have no issue doing that with Heather whatsoever. I'm like, hey, here's what I, I'm willing to tolerate. Here's what I can't do. And this is what I don't want to be part of. Let's meet in the middle. Yeah. And because I wouldn't want you to do something that made you feel uncomfortable right. or run down. Because then you're going to be a train wreck you at home. You live there yeah. together. So you have to figure it out. So it's understanding that for one. And if you're obviously by yourself, if it's a volume thing, obviously, you know, if you can find some quiet time throughout the day. Um, so you don't get triggered by the noise. And then it's just basically finding ways to how to invite more quiet into your routine. How do you do that? <laughs> this one says, talk to your neighbors about mutually agreed upon quiet hours. That's mm. kind of awkward. <laughs> mm. Our neighbors are good, though. Like, they don't, they don't cause a lot of ruckus. We're lucky that way. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes. But our dog barks, too, sometimes. There's a certain thing. But if gonna... you have a family, you can do quiet time. For example, um, you can have a dedicated quiet time for coloring, reading, listening to music with headphones, or building Legos, and that's like a dedicated time. So that's a good example. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm a fan of just walking. I do it a lot here, like around the oh, airport. That's my quiet time for sure. But it... I don't I do not even do a podcast. There's just no noise. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you guys know the story of my sick 2008 Honda Accord that has no music, no radio. And I thought about it today because the weather's nice here. I'm just, really, I'm just so mindful all mm-hmm. the time now of the littlest things. I'm just a stimulus person. And I have my windows down for the first time in like, feels like 10 years. And it's a cool breeze. It's actually kind of cold. I have my seat uh, warmer on as I was driving up here. Oh my gosh. It was, it was little, like 60 degrees this morning. It's a little chilly for me. And, uh, it's about to be like in the 40s, I saw on Wednesday. I know. You're going to need your your snow jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'll be wearing uh, definitely some He's like, such a wimp with Lulu. cold weather. I'm like, how did you survive in Minnesota? I don't get it. It's like being in a prison. Cold water and cold weather, you just are it's like, terrified of uh, it. Imagine if you were locked up in this like climate <laughs> prison for it 20 years. It basically scarred you for life. I hate it, dude. I hated it as a kid. I just always felt as a child... I don't know like where my real parents went because I feel like I was born like in Miami and they like stole <laughs> me and like shipped me up there. And I was just like, just... I'm not made for this. But honestly, like my dad hates it too. Mm-hmm. He just tolerates it. My mom hates it too. Everybody hates it. Oh, I hated the wet cold in the Northwest. I just, I couldn't handle it. It's terrible, dude. It just wasn't. Um... What are we talking about? All right. So number four. I was going to say something like super important here. <laughs> Oh, what I was saying about my shitty car that has no music and no radio in it. Every day I do drive here this morning when I was driving, it's just a silence. And it's just like, I can I can think. A lot of times I have like, I don't have a lot of great ideas. I bet ideas. you look so hot with your windows rolled down in that thing. And just, I'm, I'm happy that, that they still work. You don't think I could pick up some lady <laughs> in that car? You don't think so? She'd be like, hey. Who's this dude here? You're like, this thing's paid off. Who's this middle-aged dude driving this shitbox around here? <laughs> I got 
it's a little couple scratches and dings on it. It's packed full of a lot of garbage. Um, I, I'm gonna get a different vehicle at some point. Yeah, I, we've we, just had some delays. I <laughs> almost got a truck the other day. You guys, literally, almost got it the other day. But you didn't. No, I didn't. It's just, you almost got a truck right before the pandemic too. Oh, but you didn't. <laughs> I should have done that one. But I didn't know. I didn't you know. Currently, yeah. I'm doing. I'm making responsible choices and. Dave, my mom is married. Uh, Janet is my mom's name. Dave is her husband. And Dave helps me. He's a motorhead. Helps me do a lot of stuff. And uh, him and I were just shooting the shit. Anytime I'm like, if I was going to buy a vehicle or do something, I'll have him look at it because he's the expert there. I'm a moron. Like, I know the basic stuff, but he's built engines and, like, worked on cars. And ran a family business in the automotive industry. Yeah, and, so. s- and still runs a company mm-hmm. to this day. And so he lives and breathes it. So I always defer to experts, which I think you guys should do as well. And uh, him and I were talking, he's like, man, you've been super, um, I don't want to say lucky, but it's like with real estate, you've done super well. And like with timing and like deals and like, that's how we've built a lot of our wealth and our reality. And he's like, but with cars, man. But with the used cars. You've had some shit luck, dude. Or Um, just trying to get a new car. It's crazy. And just because like, I think I've got hit in that car like six times. Um, (laughs) In the last like three times, I just let the people go because I'm like, I don't got time to deal with it. Just ding. Another ding on there. Who gives a shit? But gives it character. The point was because I don't have a radio in there, I get some quiet time on the way to work every day, which is really healthy for me and helps me de-stress. I know. I'm happy for you. That I tied you get that. that. Number four. Go ahead. Emotional labor is what they listed it as. And Imagine uh, you work in the customer service industry or hospitality. That's my life. <laughs> um, Both of us. <laughs> they kind of give the example of if you're working in, again, we all communicate with people. Um, we Our industries do it more so than others, I think. And it's a, it's a long, it's a long career. Honestly, it's not just a long day. And I don't do this. Um, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like they give the example of, you know, pretending to care deeply about uh, the minor concerns about your customers. And even when people are rude and offensive and act like assholes, you're always kind of, you know, sticking to the script and you have this you know, positive note, like your default is you're always kind of, the customer's always right. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, when it's not your fault, but you have to still apologize. What I'll say is that it's, um, and the, the careers they give nurses, therapists, coaches, I guess like myself, um, I'm sure the parents out there obviously have to chew on shit for certain things, but, uh, actually I want to read this part real too. Here real too. The um, the emotional labor. It's a, the term is actually coined by a sociologist. Is it Arlie Hochschild? Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher the guy's name. In the 1980s, and it's the internal work that's needed to actively manage the feelings of others as well as control your own response. That's um. I do do that. They said it can be as exhausting as laying bricks on a summer day in Miami. Or building a roof in Arizona (laughs) in the summertime. Boom. Uh, If you don't account for the emotional labor um, and recover, you can have a risk of burnout. I do think in fitness, if I talk about that for a second, that is a huge piece of it. If you've been in fitness for 10 years and you haven't quit yet, um, I, I give you credit, man. And not just because the failure rate of the industry is so high. 
in terms of from a business standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint, because a lot of your your clients or the people you serve aren't going to listen. And you take on all their problems. You try not to, but you want to help them. I mean, that's why we're in the industry we're in. You got into it because you gave a shit. And it's all about relationship building. And when you have 10 clients, it's probably not as crazy. When you got a couple hundred, you're going to hear some shit, man. Like you're going to hear some really sad stories and it's a lot to take on. And then what I'll say is when it gets bigger than just the circle of people you know. Like if it was in person here, I like everybody here. I truly do. Um, some of them got some real life shit that they deal with and they do share it with us, which I feel very, it, I'm humbled that you would want to share it with us, but it's a lot of stories and sometimes it's a lot to chew on. Even though they're not our problems, you take some of them on as your own. The internet here is a lot of people that we don't know as closely. And when you get into the numbers of you're serving thousands of people, which over the last 15 years here, we have served literally if I had to guess, like upwards of 100,000 people have done some of our programs in one way, shape, or form or another, you're going to get people who just think you suck. It's just the truth. There's people who have wanted refunds on stuff of ours because they didn't like the font in the guides, which, which I don't even know who picks them. If I do or Monica does, it's all my fault. That was I guess, a, real, the a real complaint. Yeah. Some guy was like, your program sucks. He's like, your font is not professional. He said the same thing about the website too. He didn't like the website font. That was terrible. Um, we've had other people do a program and they're like, these videos were filmed three years ago. And I'm like, it doesn't matter, bro. Like the workouts are the same. Like, do, you, do you need me to film it wearing a different baseball cap and a t-shirt? Like there's always going to be things or the emails didn't come to me. I never opened any of them. And then we can see on our back end that all the emails did come to them. And they did open them all and download all the shit. But we always take the high road. Mm-hmm. I've never once here, when someone asked for a refund, even though they ripped us off, stole all our shit, I always gave them a refund back. Always. Even if they were 100% wrong, I always did it. Because I, I would rather, you know, you keep the, the 500 bucks or the 1000 bucks over you talking shit about me on the internet all day. Mm-hmm. Even though you're wrong and I'm right, I'll take the high road. But there is some exhaustion that comes with that. And luckily for me here, 99% of the people who walk in our door are super cool and are always fun. The internet, it's it's a little bit more of a crapshoot. Um, but it is, I couldn't imagine if I worked in a different industry and I had to deal with negative crap all day. Like if you worked for like DirecTV and you're the customer service person. That would be so hard. You're just getting shit on all day. And it's a lot, dude. Um, or social work and bless their hearts for people that can handle that constantly or sad stories and or even if you're like you're in sales which that's most these businesses that make money whether you're in hospitality and you're selling stuff uh pharmaceutical medical device oh my god dude it's a lot it's been real fun yeah well how do you how do you sell something that people are scared to do Mm -hmm. It's probably the same thing with airlines. Or that the government has restrictions on, so it's been challenging to navigate. Yeah. So how do you, how do you deal with it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know because I live with you, but how do you, so like your job, right? Like, okay, hey, Heather, here's your goals. And basically they're not going to happen because there's these restrictions that are happening all the time. All these things are changing. You have to know all the, like, I don't even know the rules, like how you deal with any of this shit. 
Because, like, I just live here. It's just been very confusing for all of us to navigate. So we just try to... So how do you not feel like a loser all day when... I feel like a loser. Oh, okay. I even told my vice president... That's how you do it, guys. Um... I even told my vice president, I said, I feel like a loser because I have these goals. And I'm achiever personality. And I... She's like, I know you're used to always making your goals in the past and... And now it's very challenging and, uh, and it can just take a toll on your ego and, and all that. And again, I'm trying to just realize that this will only benefit me and you can get more creative and focus on other areas that you can improve on in the meantime. And then slowly but surely, it's going to get back to business and we'll be rocking and rolling. So it's just a waiting game right now. So and things are going to be out of your control. So basically, you do number two really well. You don't do the toxic positivity. You just call yourself a loser, accept it, and move forward. It just came out when we had our one-on-one. -on -one. Like, like oh, I feel like a loser. I feel like a, I feel like an idiot. Uh, it, but again, you can't control it. Mm -hmm. So what are you gonna do? Um, I would say for you guys, if if this is something you struggle with, where you serve people, I couldn't imagine though. Uh, I don't know. I talk to a lot of people here. I wouldn't want to do a lot of other jobs. I feel lucky in the fact of we get to kind of, we kind of get to work with people here that we want to work with. I don't have to take everybody, which young, young Jeremy in his uh, fitness career had to take everyone because they didn't have any money and we needed every single person. Now it's like, we just need people here who fit the culture and people here who would be fun to hang out with and shoot the shit with, but you don't work in that space and most people don't. So I do think you have to set some boundaries, uh, like from your work and home of like when you're working and when you're not working and you can't take the losses personal. You really can't. Um, I think yeah, I don't own the company and I'm not the CEO. So no, you do the best you can I with, with do, what's going on. Yes. I just focus on what I can do and, try to fulfill my responsibilities of that position Ow, sorry. what are you new what's going <laughs> on with you head button your microphone should we uh, do the last one or are you still going well i was going to say if you need extra support it says get a therapist so maybe thank you <laughs> thank you very much i think you're fine you're you've been through the worst of it you've made it through if you can work Same with you if you can work in fitness or medicine or even in a fucking grocery store or hospitality uh through 2020 into 2021 and you've made it this far just stick it out dude i think you know it doesn't kill you makes you stronger i really believe that dude i think you'll look back and this is not me just doing that silver linings uh, horse shit i think if you can get through the worst part of the storm and now it's just you know kind of raining a little bit you're going to be better off because it, it'll clear up you we've always we're going to navigate through um, what's been going on. And I think in a lot of people's industries, it is going to, it is going to get better here than what you've been used to, especially uh, from a customer service standpoint. And I think hopefully people come out of all this, you know, instead of being so divisive and arguing, you know, left and right, more and united, this hopefully. and this and not, but yeah. And just be like, you know what? More empathetic yeah. to people would be great. That's my, uh, my positive mm -hmm. outlook on it. What's number five? It's the one that you added. Boom. 
debt and money problems, now, which typically is a regular stressor in life, but you listed it as a silent stressor because... Well, people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like this weird thing where it's... I'm trying to think like... Um, They'll talk about how things are expensive, but they won't talk about their own personal financial struggle and stress. No, but when... Where did it come... Like, where did it become this thing where it was what you make is private? Like, when did that start? Can you Google that? Like, why don't we talk about how much money we make? Like, it's just become this, like, kind of taboo mm-hmm. thing, right? And I don't really give a shit to know, but I'm just curious, like, where, like, why that's not that's a, a good thing question. people say. Like, oh, you know, my mom and dad don't talk about money with us. Yeah, it's like so uncomfortable. Or my mom doesn't talk about, I don't know how much my mom Especially makes. for women, that's a whole nother topic is why men are more comfor- comfortable about sharing their salaries and talking money with their own peers versus women because we've been told at a young age, like, you don't talk about that. But who tells you that? It's changing now. I don't know why it's like that. Because, like, your parents tell you that? Does a teacher tell you that? You know what I mean? I know. Like, I remember watching The Office. If you guys are Office fans, hopefully you are. If not, please make your life better and watch the entire series. Uh, they're having a party, Christmas party, at David Wallace's house. And David Wallace is the CFO. And Dwight is there. Michael's there. They're all uh, kind of just shooting the shit. And Dwight asks, uh, how many square feet is your house? And Michael's like, you can't ask that, Dwight. And then uh, Michael goes... David, how much does this house cost? And it's like that cringeworthy moment because that's actually the question like you're not supposed to ask, which is strange too, where people don't discuss like how much did you buy your house for? How much did your car cost? Like certain things people do. Like if it's a car, like it's okay, right? Or no? Like if someone gets a car, like what'd you pay for that? Is that not acceptable? It's not acceptable. Oh, I, I, I think in most, in our culture still. But I do it here. When someone like pulls up in a G-Wagon, I'm like, what did that run you? I'm but you have a close relationship with those people. That's unacceptable? I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's just a weird to me. Like, that became the thing. And that's why, again, I'm not saying, like, go share your salary with everybody. I could give a shit, you know, what you want to share and not share. But that's what I'm saying by, like, it's this silent stressor where we don't talk a lot of times. Parents don't talk about it with their family and their kids. I think for me growing up, maybe... I always just assumed we didn't have any, we didn't have any money. And my dad would be like, we wouldn't have money for that, you know? And he would just offhand joke like, you know, about certain things. And you just, you kind of understand where your station is, but I don't think sometimes families talk about it. That's what I mean by silent. A lot of times I don't think husbands and wives talk about it clearly because one of the biggest, uh, is it the, what's the biggest, uh, reason people get divorced? Is it finances? Is that number one? It should be. I think it's number one. And that's why I say it's silent because there's there's not this open communication about, you know, us budgeting. How much do we make? How much do we spend? How much are we saving every single month for our goals, for our future, for our dreams, for our fun stuff? And that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, we just don't do it as humans. Like, we just kind of see things from the outside and just assume everybody's on the up and up when you really pull the statistics that... You know, three-fourths of the people you know or 75% of people are living check to check. Number one 
for divorce, just to go back to it. Adultery is the most common reason cited for divorce. Number two is money and finances are hot buttons for a couple. Three, commitment issues. People are cheating. Mm-hmm. That's number one. I'm still trying to find why the money is taboo to talk about and when that originated. Well, it's just, well, I don't know if we ever did. Mm-hmm. Move your mic up a little bit. You've been dinging your mic all night, girl. Um, so, yeah, that's why... I just threw this one in there because I think you do have to be transparent. And this isn't just for couples. It's just for um, anybody you're communicating. Like this can be a thing that can obviously drag people down. Obviously, if you work in a company, this isn't a podcast about how you should go about getting a raise or asking what you're worth. But I do think that's a conversation that can be had. And I do think some organizations set that up so people don't know what other people make around them whether it is somebody who's a male or a female and it's you're a female, for example, and you're getting paid less than your male counterparts, but you don't know because we don't talk about it. And I do think there's organizations that do take advantage of that. Yeah, this is interesting. Americans love to talk about how Americans hate to talk about money. Indeed, recent surveys from financial market research firms have found that in 34% of cohabitants, couples married or not one or both partners couldn't correctly identify how much money the other makes that only 17 percent of parents with an income above a hundred thousand a year had told or planned to tell their children how much they earn or their net worth and that people are more comfortable talking with friends about marital discord mental health addiction race sex politics than money it's just strange to Mm -hmm. me because it's not, again, it's just a tool. Like money isn't the end-all be-all of something, but it's just something you use in life to, you know, pay for things and experiences and to make you feel safe. And when you have to have money to basically live. Yeah. And it's an important thing. And I think that education piece should start, obviously, in your household and at home. And how in the world, and the reason, again, I'm not a money person, but it's a tool, obviously, and I grew up, obviously, without it, and I understand, and I've been happy both ways. I've been happy with no money, and I've been happy with money. Um, life is easier with it than, obviously, without it in, in a lot of certain circumstances. Obviously, there's more to manage, and there's more shit to deal with, but there is a freedom and a sense of security there. But to not talk about it, how are you guys ever going to you know, reach your goals in sync together if you don't have this like open line of communication about you know, what's coming in, what's going out. And the stat I always share is the, you know, 75% of people are living basically paycheck to paycheck. And I don't know if that is something that we share enough. And I think if we did, if we had a better sense of like financial literacy, we'd be better off in terms of as individuals and obviously in our relationships. But go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was cutting you off. What are you doing? Responding to my mom. This, this, this I'm sorry. Amateur hour here. <laughs> so I can't bring you anywhere. No, I just that's. You don't have to have me on. <laughs> we can replace you. We'll find a different. We'll find a different Heather to bring on here. Um, no, that's my point. Is that if that's the second reason people get divorced, and if that's something that stresses you out, like for you and I, the example I want to come back to because you were busy texting and being rude on the podcast. Um, Sorry, everybody that's listening. <laughs> like if you see again, when you guys don't follow the own stressors that we're talking about here and screens are eating up your life and you can't step away from them even for a little bit, that is where we're at. No, but I'm saying like if you work in a place where how do you know if you're getting paid like a fair wage when none of your coworkers talk about it? 
like you might be on a team of people and you're the lowest paid person mm-hmm. and you don't know that. Or because you're a female, you're getting paid less than the males are. Yeah, it's a but huge, you don't know. huge issue. Because we don't communicate about it. That's and very wrong. Very fun. But it still happens. <laughs> uh-huh. Because we don't communicate clearly. And I think that's the takeaway is just talking about it openly. Especially if you are, I'll talk about it as a married couple real quick. Like you guys have to be on the same page. 100%. Like if in, This is my two cents. I'm not telling you how to budget your finances or live your life or your don't marriage. hide money from each other no i don't know <laughs> i couldn't imagine to me that's like infidelity it's mm-hmm. financial infidelity is it not like you have these separate accounts that like marriage you, is built on trust yeah oh dude and honesty and what loyalty it, and this is just for me just bullshit obviously like if i hooked up with somebody or you did that's it for us right like we are not we're not working through shit <laughs> Um, nope. That's not You're how, gone. That's not how we roll. We're very Terminator-like. It's over. Now, what if I came home and I was like, hey, um, all this money I said I was saving, dude, I'd just been at the casinos, just living it up. And I would. I spent, no, but what if I was like, Heather, I spent $150,000 at the casino. It's gone. I would just unleash on you. Could you, would you still stay with me? I think I'd give you definitely... A chance to redeem yourself, but it would be really hard and it would probably take a really long time. But I would always worry from that point on, can I trust him again? Yes. Or is he going to blow everything we worked so hard for? No, you asked me the question. Would you give me another chance? You're gone. That's it. (laughs) Done. It's over. I can't. I couldn't. I'm just too, I can't. I don't know if I could, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Because it'd be so hard to believe you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like... Well, and I feel like if you're lying about money, what else are you lying about? That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. dude. It's a slippery slope. And obviously, people like we're joking, kind of. Um, but... Kind of. Yeah. That is the thing I think we need to have an open line of communication about. Like, And I do think you need to share some of the responsibilities. And I do think you need to share, obviously, your accounts. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have a Heather account and I have a Jeremy account. Like It's all of our stuff together. And we can all see it. And I think when you're on the same page, when you guys do do something as simple as, and it can be if you're married or not, if you're even if you're single, like, here's how much money I make every month. Here's a list of expenses. Here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. Doing that alone, it, as weird as it sounds, having this a structure and a schedule gives you freedom it's not the other way around i know people think sometimes like setting a budget in your life is going to stress you out it's going to be like restricting it actually is the opposite it it, It it, gives you a plan and that way you know where your money's going and i need to be better about it and it gives well i do (laughs) we're good at communicating it i just need to write it down and have like the plan for you for my my what I'm going to be buying so we can talk through it and it's just easier to navigate and and budget overall as a team yeah Mm -hmm. and I think when you don't do that that's when you get into these weird situations like well what was this Mm -hmm. if you don't have a plan for your money it will go to shit that you don't care about and if you're listening and you're like well Jeremy I don't care about you know building wealth at all and I don't care about being financially secure then you don't have to listen to this part of it but if that's something you do care about and you're trading your lifetime at a job for money, I'm assuming you do. And that's what I want to touch on quick before I let and, you guys and go. And it's trapping you 
in different ways that you're not even probably aware of. Well, for one, you trade your lifetime for money. We've talked about this before. Hopefully you like what you do for work, but if you don't love it, it's not your passion. Your name isn't on the building. You wouldn't do a lot of it for free. I would hope since you're trading that time, which you could be spending with your family and your kids or your friends or, you know, paddleboarding or hiking or riding a bike or whatever you love to do or just sleeping in and just relaxing, you're showing up somewhere for money. So if you make 40 bucks an hour, you are trading your lifetime on this earth, your breathing time, your heart is beating. You can think, you can do anything in the world, but you're choosing to show up at this place for 40 bucks every single hour. And then you were to go home and not budget where that money went, that seems crazy to me because then you're wasting not just your money, you're wasting your you're lifetime. stealing your time away from all the things that are fulfilling and that you love and the people that you want to be around and the things that you want to do. And that was like my post the other day on Instagram that I shared is I know I can post a lot of photos of, oh, we're having fun and I'm doing all these things that I love and I want to be more transparent like I am on the podcast and have it pull through on my Instagram. Um, But the point was just we prioritized our finances to have less financial stress in order for us to prioritize our health, our happiness, things that truly matter to us like giving back, serving others in our community, and our, you know, JSF community in person and online, because that truly is what gives us joy, fulfillment, keeps us going, gives us, you know, that, that feeling of that we're doing something that matters and allows us, because we prioritize our finances in a certain way and live a certain way, we can spend a lot of our free time with friends and family and, and go and see the world that, that we want to see and experience and life goes by so fast. And I just, I can't imagine which at a younger age, I didn't, I didn't understand this, but now finally (laughs) at 35 I do. And if you don't prioritize what truly matters, you're going to have so many, so many regrets moving forward and looking back on your life. Well, yeah, I think for us, money is a tool to do cool things with people we like and to give back and to to get a, have a sense of security for sure and a sense of freedom but it allows us to live stress-free mentally in ways a lot of other people don't like i drive a 2014 is it 2014 2014 acura and Man, it's fancy yeah i would love to get a better car but it really when i think about it i'm like you know what i can wait i'll be more patient and I don't want to have a car payment. I don't want no, that lingering first all, over. First of all, we'll never. We will never. Never do that. And and first of all, on the side note, and, the car prices right now are insane. This is just nuts. What yeah, we're doing. it's stupid. Like we'll wait till it goes right. a little bit, not crazy. But even so, like again, I'm not against. Again, we have the money. You could get a new vehicle. It wouldn't. If we lit that money on fire or bought you a new car, wouldn't fucking change anything. What I would ask you though is. What would really change in your life if you did it today or 200 days from now? Nothing. And that's what I'm saying to people is if you're... It's fun in the moment, but then it wears off. It's just a thing. It's an item. It's... Would you be super excited today? No, I'd be more excited to go to Thailand. And that's Or go see my family. 
because they don't live by me. And I just prioritize that. That's what makes me truly happy. And that's the takeaway, you guys. Like, If you have the money at some point, you might have the money to do everything and none of it would matter. But at some point for all of us, there's a pain point there. For you, it might be $2,000. It might be $20,000. It might be $200,000. But at some point, something has to give, right? Like something, we can't do everything all the time. You can't always have all the newest stuff and always, you know, take all the trips because then you probably spend all of your time working. And so you can't enjoy all the things. At some point, yeah, we're going to upgrade our cars. We're going to, you know, maybe upgrade our home at some point. But I just am like, what is the rush? I was in such a rush and I had a, a totally different thought process around this topic you know, in my 20s and even early 30s. And now it's finally, maybe it was the pandemic, but I realized 100% what what my values are and what I want to spend my time doing. And if it's going to take away from doing the things that I love, then it's not worth it to me and I will wait. I can be patient and put it off until I'm older and have even more freedom. Because the things you're doing now are they matter to you and they're fun in the moment. Cause I feel alive. I feel like I'm actually living life. Like, don't you want to feel like you're truly living? And some people might get that from driving fancy cars and having like oh, a yeah, bomb ass house. But I'm like, I don't think that's going to fill the void that I need filled that I already, cause I know how to fill it already. Well, you, and then this comes down to, and that's why I tie this one to the money stuff. Cause you know, like they say, like, you know, love makes the world go around, but money obviously pays for the trip. You need a certain amount of things to do the shit that obviously we want to do and anybody wants to do. And with that said, you have to know what makes you happy. And are you making these financial decisions for you in your life? Or are you doing them to appease your mom and dad or to look fancy to your friends or Keep to, imp- up with everyone to else. impress your coworkers? Yeah. And there's so many people who are guilty of that. I live it and I hear it here every single day, and I can't fucking grasp it. When I am ready to quit corporate America, I can do it at probably a lot younger age and retire with a lot more money than most people, and that makes me feel very proud and to have that option. And for the person who, like, lo- like you're a Porsche guy and you love Porsches, then buy the Porsche, dude. Like literally spend the 80 grand or whatever a Porsche costs. Like just buy it. If you love it, it's your car. You want to drive it. You know everything about it. Like 100%. It, it gives you a boner. Do your thing, dude. Like be excited all the time in it. For me, uh, you it's give, just not going to do it for you. You give it to me in a week later, there'd be garbage on the floor and I wouldn't wash it because I don't give a shit about it. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do those, what I'll say to you is this is how I look at material stuff. I'm not against it. I like all the, I like I like all the same shit, but like you just have to know, like me as a knucklehead, like I'm sitting here, everything I'm wearing right now is free. Everything I'm wearing in my body right now is free. You um, are so cool that you get so many free things. <laughs> well, I am, I am an influencer if you didn't know that. But what I'm saying is like, such a stupid term. How much, how, it's fucking terrible. Um, we have, I have so many clothes at home. I wear the same couple outfits. Oh, gosh. That were given Don't to me. Don't even get me started on that. All the time. To get him to wear certain clothes I want him to wear is like... But my point is like, that's not... Who, this is not... I'm not a fashion person. You're not? No. <laughs> Dude. I got fl- you know there's a famous fashion designer called 
and Jeremy Scott. If he wants to come to Scottsdale on the podcast, <laughs> I'll have him on. And if he wants to fit me up in some fancy attire, I'll wear it. But it's just not me. It's not who I am. And that's the point I'm driving is you have to know what your thing is. And if you're going to buy something and spend money on something, and Dave actually texted me this yesterday. Um, I really was going to get a truck, you guys. Um, but I didn't, obviously. And there's just a couple of things wrong with it that I was not going to just, just wasn't going to work. And I was kind of trying to make it fit in my brain for a second, which I rarely ever do. Um, and he needed to text me this, and I already know this. He's like, you know, if it's not going to make you happy, don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you're not super excited about purchasing something for your own reasons, don't do it. If you and your spouse or for you, you've saved money for this dream condo or this dream house. And that's, I don't have a dream house. That doesn't exist for me. For you, it might. And if you guys are going to spend the money, I don't want you to feel nervous. I don't want you to feel anxious. I don't want you to feel shitty. I want you to be fucking jacked about it. And not because you want to take a picture of it for the internet, because you generally want to live there and create some kind of memories or whatever it is with your husband or your wife or your family or your girlfriend or whatever you're doing. It has to excite you and you only, not for other people. That's what I'm driving mm-hmm. at. And listen to your gut. Trust your gut feeling. You know, like I could tell just with that truck, it was, you were hesitant and so was I. And I'm like, okay, we just need to, there's going to be a better option at some point. Yeah. Like we're, <laughs> you never know. Um, that's what, and that's, but I go with you though. So if, and this is just us talking freely to you guys. If, and we talk about this with our friends. I talked about it with Brittany the other day. We've talked about it with Jeff and Emily, all of our close friends. So where we live now is like, in my opinion, very expensive mm-hmm. compared to where I grew up. Obviously, um, you get a mansion for six bucks. And when we first moved here, it was not as crazy as this. Still expensive for me, but it's obviously we're in a different stratosphere. And you and I talk. I'm like, hey, if you're going to spend this money on something else, because this is this is just us speaking freely to you guys. I'm not afraid to talk about money. Um, I'm not taking a loan again. It's never fucking happening. I'm gonna. I'll die on that sword. I drew a line in the sand, and if Heather wants to kill me, that's where I'm willing to die. And that's I don't. I don't do that at our house a lot with almost anything. I live in a house and nothing there is mine. I could die tomorrow. You well, can replace the pictures, and I don't listen to me. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So what I'm saying, you're trying to cut me off and go on a different route. No, I'm not. I'm actually trying to support you. Oh, that's keep rare. Go, keep going. That's rare. Um, what I'm saying is, if you want to buy something else other than where we live. It is ridiculously expensive. If we want to save money for that, that's the decision we're going to make. But I want you to be excited about it. And that's the point where a lot of the things that like you're looking at today, they don't excite you. So why do it? No, I'd rather wait. And for you, your personality type, and I've always known this, you're an adventure person. And a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to do this now and then I'm going to buy this and then I'm not going to do that stuff anymore. No, no. If you're a person who loves to be in nature, if you're a person who loves to travel, you love to do fun things, don't ever give that up. And just to spend time with the people that you love, your your good friends that you don't get to see in your family. It's what's what's life all about? <laughs> Agreed. And we've spent literally, I mean, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars visiting friends and family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think you would trade that for a car that's four years newer. No. It's not worth it to you because you value those moments. You value those things and you figure that out. Well, and once you pay off a house, it's really hard to have another mortgage to go backwards. Um, I just can't do it, man. And a I lot, don't think I can either. A lot of people will 
try to talk me into it and you just can't dude because i know deep down like what we've been able to do we're very blessed when we bought our house when we did and bought this commercial space when we did yeah but the timing of everything but we also worked really hard too to to pay it off and pay it pay this down yeah but i like but again it allows us to be able to do a podcast for free and just pump it out to people i I like to give anytime people come here i give away so much shit Mm -hmm. because i want to i want to be giving because i feel blessed with the opportunity to do so and i want it to be i want money to be a blessing in my life not a stressor that's what i'm driving at for everybody listening if you're a person you have a job and you're making money and you own material possessions i always go back to the tyler during quote it's literally on our wall here there's two of them, and I'm gonna read them both off before I let you guys bounce. The one is he says, you know, you buy things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. And I'll say it again because it's a real thing. People are buying things that they do not need with money they don't really have on credit to impress people they don't really like or that are on the internet. And the one he really says that hits home for people is the things you own they end up owning you. You've heard that be car poor, be house poor. You don't want to be that. Do these things that make your life and your husband or wife and your family's life better with money, not worse. You don't have to imprison yourself with material possessions. You can let a lot of that shit go. And and I I will say one of the only reasons I can speak with any fucking intelligence, because I'm not that smart, is because my brain is not cluttered with a lot of these stresses, especially the financial ones, because I had a lot of them as a kid. Like, are we going to have enough food? Am I going to have money to do this? Am I going to have money to do that? I don't have that stuff anymore. And yeah, that means I might drive a, an older car and I might live in like a, a normal, you know, when we bought it, at least like a modest, you know, priced home. And that has allowed me to have a, a freedom and a stress that doesn't weigh me down, that I do see a lot of other people around me carrying with them because of things. And again, I'm not against that stuff, but you just have to know who you are and what you're going to do. And that's why I do call it the, the silent stress because people don't talk about it. Nobody's ever came in here and said, you know what, man? I'm really stressed about my house payment. I'm really stressed about my car payment. It's just not something people say, even though it's fucking happening every single day. We don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you, it doesn't have to be that way. And I know for people, I'm passionate about this, obviously, if you guys can't tell, like fitness and finance and all of them, because they're married together because they, they mimic each other. But if you're living a life and you're you're tripping about your house payment or your car payment or all these these payments for things, and you'd feel embarrassed to downsize in house, you'd feel embarrassed to drive an older used car. You got to let go of that ego shit, dude. Because it's, physically, what the taking a, a toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally, and you just most people we see are so unhealthy. It's drowning you in it. Mm-hmm. And if you could let it go, here's the crazy thing: if you could let it go for a decent amount of time, get your get your stuff cleaned up erase this financial stress and debt and shit in your life, you'll be mentally more free, which physically means you'll be more free. You'll be healthier. You'll be happier. You'll be more productive. You'll be more positive. And I promise you, you do that long enough, you can buy all this shit again. And you can do it in a way that's not going to hinder your life. It'll actually add value to your life. Absolutely. Great job. Yeah. I tried to get worked up, man, but I'm like... How long has it been? What do you mean? Time. Oh, an hour and a half. Okay. Why you got to pee? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when are you coming back on the podcast, Heather? Maybe in a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Man, yeah, you're busy next week. Um, okay, guys. We are, it is October the 10th. I'm going to pop back on probably next Sunday. I'll do a solo, and then I have Ryan O'Tooley. She's a, 
LPGA Tour golfer. She is a badass. I'm bringing her on. That's the first pro golfer I've had on here. And uh, that'll be fun, too. That'll be a good one. Yeah, she's legit. And she's super fit, too, which would be fun to talk about kind of how she does everything. So, again, um, I'm going to put all the podcast sponsors in the show notes. If you guys got questions on Athletic Greens, Beam, uh, the Hot Sauce, Kettle and Fire, the Bone Broth, if you need the discounts, they will be in the show notes. If you guys are on Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. If you'd be so kind as to share this podcast with a friend or family member you think it can help, that means the world to us. If you do put it on Instagram, tag me. Um, I'll share it in the stories for sure. I'm always happy to hear you guys' feedback, or if you have certain requests, I'll try to get to those as always. And that's it. Yeah, thank you guys. So um, anything else, you guys hit me up. If you want to be on the newsletter, uh, request it. We can send you any of the free guides that we have. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys soon. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.